It's almost that time, almost kickoff between the Trojans and the Bruins as they get after it from the Coliseum on Saturday. And did you hear recently what Cal head coach Justin Wilcox had to say about that SC wide receiver core? This was right after the Bears got emasculated by SC. And this was over the weekend, obviously. And Wilcox called that SC wide receiver group the most talented group he has seen in the conference in the last 20 years. Now, you might be saying to yourself, well, hold on there, Justin. That's a bit of an exaggeration. You might be right. Justin might just be a little bit emotional and just reacting emotionally after, yes, I mean, that SC wide receiver core was able to cut up his secondary and his supposed vaunted defense. But what do you think about the SC wide receiver core? Because, again, that's just one person's opinion, and that's just the opinion of Cal. So what I'm going to do on this episode, the purpose of this episode is to help you formulate an opinion on the SC wide receivers, also the rest of their offense and what it looks like. But first, it's time to welcome you in. It is a Wednesday. I am Brian Fenley. I do have Twitter, believe it or not, and it is of my name. It is Brian Fenley. I do have an email, and it is LockedOnBruins at gmail.com. But most importantly, it's that subscribe button. And that is what lets me know that you're out there, that you care. Because I honestly, like, I don't take your time for granted. You know, I know you have all very busy days with a ton of things going on. So I want to do you, you know, do justice here and put up a good effort. And hopefully you enjoy or are entertained, at least, by what I'm conveying on this podcast. All right, so the the premise of this episode, as I hearkened to just a minute ago, was SC's offense. What in the heck does it look like? Well, it looks a lot different than it has in the years past, and I think you can see that, obviously, by just looking at the recent stats. I mean, this offense is turning into an air raid system. A lot of you might be familiar with what that is. Basically, one of the founders of that was Mike Leach. And Mike Leach used to be the head coach at Texas Tech. One of his quarterbacks at Texas Tech was Graham Harrell. Graham Harrell is now the offensive coordinator at SC. So Harrell has taken a lot of the principles from the venerable and one-of-a-kind Mike Leach and instituted them at SC. And what that's shown Well, it's a very pass-heavy offense, and there's little usage of the ground game. Now, I I will say at the same time, and anybody on SC will say, "Well, well, wait a minute. We weren't supposed to be this lopsided with our pass game and very little usage of our running game, but because of the injuries to our running backs. And yes, that is true, and we'll get into that later on in this episode, but The guy who has ignited this offense, a pleasant surprise for Trojans fans because, you know what, to be honest, he wasn't supposed to be the guy this year. But because of the injury to JT Daniels, and it's been the Keaton Slovis show. How old is this guy? He doesn't look like a true freshman, but he is. And he has dominated the last... 
six weeks or so. And in the last four weeks, he has thrown at least 400 yards passing in each of those four weeks. So three of the four games, I should say. And he's also had, in three of the last four games, at least four touchdowns. I mean, that's just, for a true freshman, I mean, this is unheard of stuff. And what makes it even more impressive is that he wasn't very highly recruited coming out of high school. And, you know, a lot of people were a bit caught off guard as to why he would choose SC. He was a three-star quarterback recruited out of high school. And his dad even said in a recent article that, yeah, people did not understand why Keaton chose to SC because they were supposedly bringing in a lot better talent at the quarterback position. And not only was he not as talented as those guys, but he was going to be well down in the depth chart. So why go somewhere where you're probably never going to play? Well, those people are very quiet right now because not only is he playing, but in his 10 games as a freshman now, he is averaging almost 300 yards passing per game. He is completing almost 71% of his passes. And these are the type of stats that, believe it or not, are better than what Sam Darnold had his freshman season at SC. And the the uh, the offers that Slovis got coming out coming out of high school. I mean, you're like, really? I mean, from the likes of Hawaii and New Mexico State, UC Davis. I'm reading some of his offers coming out of high school. San Jose State, Northern Arizona, UNLV. But then the SC offer came, and he couldn't pass on that chance. He was benefited from some great coaching in high school, and maybe you know the story. But the great Kurt Warner was his offensive coordinator and quarterback's coach in high school. Can you imagine having an NFL Hall of Famer and a Super Bowl winner as your high school coach as far as your OC and your your quarterback's coach? I mean, you talk about the optimal experience to learn how to play that position. And thanks to the help of Kurt Warner and the belief in himself, Keaton Slovis has become one of the top quarterbacks stat-wise, efficiency-wise, in the country. And what Clay Helton, his head coach, loves about him now is that he says, He's not one to make a lot of overthrows. His attitude is always positive. He's able to take command of the offense, and he doesn't look flustered. And if you were watching at all any of that Cal SC game from last week, the most eye-popping part of what I witnessed from Slovis that I, I was like pleasantly surprised to see was his ability to buy time out of the pocket, his scrambling abilities, and sifting through his blockers and buying himself more time and chucking balls downfield. And obviously, his wide receiver core is very good. You know, I'm not going to take away anything from what Justin Wilcox said, but 
and we'll, we'll talk about that wide receiver core in the next segment. But I was very impressed with Slovis and his ability to elude the pass rush. And then I'll finish off this segment here by talking about what Chip Kelly said about Slovis. And he said he's got great poise. He's got a great clock as far as when to get rid of the ball. And he said he watches him on tape and he looks like a guy who's got a very good grasp of the offense and just does not have any semblance of a true freshman quarterback. I mean, that's what we're hearing from a wide variety of people, that they just can't believe that Keaton Slovis is a true freshman quarterback. And what Slovis was also hailed recently about is the inability, or excuse me, the ability to not throw interceptions. He had zero against Cal. Now, that Cal defense is no joke. And, you know, they have made themselves known as one of the most suffocating defenses in the country. And Keaton Slovis absolutely tears them up, throws four touchdown passes, and throws no picks. And Kurt Warner has to be part of how this maturation process has come about because Keaton Slovis said ever since he was 14 years old, Kurt Warner has aided him along the way. But again, it's not just about him. His wide receivers are making him look good. And we'll discuss what they are all about next. You follow UCLA football this season, and how many times have you heard the team say they're young? How many times have you heard the guys say they consist of 87 freshmen and sophomores? I don't know about you, but I've heard it a time or two, multiplied by a time or two, to the power of a time or two. You get the point, but the only problem is they're not the only young team that's suiting up on Saturday at the Rose Bowl. USC's got a lot of youth as well, especially on offense from their true freshman quarterback to guys at wide receiver and their running back who has had to step in because of some injuries, which we'll talk about in the final segment of the show. But for the purposes of this second segment, I want to devote the time to the wide receiver group. And Amra St. Brown, obviously, is one of the heralded pass catchers on this team. He's only a sophomore. We thought he would be big. We also knew Michael Pittman Jr. was going to be a stud and Tyler Vaughn's as well. I mean, there wasn't a lot of uncertainty when it came to those guys and their production level. We knew coming in, those three were probably going to get most of the passes thrown their way. What a lot of us did not see, at least on the outside, was the emergence of a true freshman in Drake London. Now, this guy has surpassed expectations and more this year. He did not even play spring ball. He's a true freshman. He's 6'5". He's also on the basketball team, which is pretty insane that a guy like that, I'm always just so amazed at how D1 athletes can take on two sports. But he just came off his first 100-yard receiving game, and that was against Cal. He had a score as well. But even more, I don't know, important or more telling about 
him and the offense in that game was not the highlight of the touchdown, but it was this one sequence when Slovis was able to evade some pressure, and he was up against third and 18. He chucks it downfield, and London hauls it in for a 45-yard catch. He has said that the game is starting to slow down for him. And if you look at his stats, it's bewildering to see from September to October. And then it was like October to November. And it's just like he has sprouted so fast and become such a key component to the offense just out of seemingly nowhere. And his offensive coordinator, Graham Harrell, said recently that He's just so talented, he has a skill set, this is according to Harrell, that I've never seen before with his size and having the body control and the ball skills he has. Haven't been around many like him. That's saying a lot. And Michael Pittman Jr. has been really impressed with what London has done. He's also helped him along the way. There was, I believe, and, and Pittman was telling the story a couple days ago, where there was a play early in the season where Drake London did not make the catch. Michael Pittman went up to him and uttered him some words of encouragement. And it stuck with London, and it really meant a lot to him. And... It's really showing on the field. Now, as far as Michael Pittman Jr., uh, this guy's got NFL obviously written all over him. He's currently 7th in the nation in receiving yards, 82 receptions, 9 touchdowns. Did you see his numbers against Cal? 11 catches, 180 yards, and a touchdown. Just jaw-dropping numbers. And he gets his motivating fuel. He talked about this as well. He said this yesterday. He gets his motivating fuel. Why does he spend so much time focusing on on pass catching? Beyond the mandatory practices and, and workouts and such. He said there was a play freshman season against UCLA when he was wide open in the end zone, and he dropped the ball. And Sam Darnold threw it right to him. And he was crushed. His He was dispirited, disheartened by it. Now, the Bruins ended up losing that game, so SC won. But he was so fed up in himself by dropping that ball as a freshman that he became, in his words, obsessed with catching balls and going well beyond the call of duty as far as practicing so that those kind of mistakes don't happen again. And now he has put himself in a firm position to be just a standout NFL player. Tyler Vaughns is another guy who has been someone who, who could sniff the NFL and even yesterday, Clay Helton said that they will file an NFL draft evaluation for Vaughns, and they will do that next week. Vaughns has been dealing with an ankle injury, and he participated in 70% of SC's practice yesterday, so Tuesday. 
He played sparingly against Cal over the weekend, so we don't know how much we're going to see from him. But Amra St. Brown stepped in nicely, and that was seen against Cal. So a lot of different weapons here for SC, but the most surprising one is Drake London. So keep an eye on him. 6'5", behemoth, and also a stud basketball player. And Clay Helton has said that he just plays above the rim as a wide receiver. Well, Amra St. Brown, who we mentioned in this segment, has had to be used at running back at times this season for SC. And the reason for that is because of the injuries. What does this running back group look like coming into Saturday against UCLA? But first, talking about erectile dysfunction isn't easy. Usually we just brush it off or blame ourselves, saying things like, I lost my mojo. Or we avoid it altogether with excuses like, I had a long day at work, or sorry honey, I'm not feeling it. But with Roman, it is easy to talk about it. With a real doctor who can prescribe real medication, it is simple, safe, totally discreet. With Roman, you can get a free online evaluation and ongoing care for ED, all from the comfort and privacy of your home. The doctor will work with you to find the best treatment plan. If medication is appropriate, Roman will ship it to you with free two-day shipping. The whole process is straightforward, simple, discreet, and getting started is simple. Just go to GetRoman.com slash lock to complete an online visit. That's GetRoman.com slash lock to get a free online visit and free two-day shipping. That's GetRoman.com slash lock for a free visit to get started. GetRoman.com slash locked. The Trojans entered the season pretty thin at the running back spot. They had only five ball carriers on their roster. So they could not dare losing a guy or two to injury. And they just had not recruited a lot and at that position. And so they really could not afford to, to have a guy or two go down to injury. Well, not only do they have a guy go down to injury or, or a second guy, but a third guy. So all they had was a freshman and a walk-on for a substantial part of this season. And that's reflected in the low rushing numbers. In fact, in the last three games, USC's rushing numbers have been 91 yards or less, which is a far cry from how they were putting up rushing numbers at the beginning of the season. And SC's ground game has been emblematic of, of basically their brand for years I mean that is what they pride themselves on but they because of the injuries have not been able to establish the ground game and to add to that their run blocking is not really good as well like that is a serious source of weakness their pass blocking is better and they've gotten a lot of a lot more experience doing that because they with the the lack of stallions in the running back stable, they have had to have Keaton Slovis drop back to pass more and more. But so as far as what this running back group might look like against UCLA, they did get SC one of their ball carriers back against Cal last week. That was Stephen Carr. He was dealing with a leg injury. It was actually a grade two 
hamstring strain. Got a couple carries, you know, nothing jaw-dropping, but you can see that they're slowly starting to reintegrate him back into the fold onto the field. We thought that Vavai Malapai, another running back, might be back from the injury. He tried to test it out over the weekend against Cal in warm-ups, was not totally comfortable, and decided not to play. But according to Clay Helton yesterday, he said that Malapai had a good practice and that he practiced in full pads. So he could be on the cusp of returning to the rotation as well. He's been missing some time. And then you've got Marquis Stepp, who has been hobbled with injuries as well. And that's what's been to explain for the lack of production in the ground game. And Keenan Kristen has been the guy for a couple weeks now until some of these guys get back and are healthy. Tomorrow we will spot shadow SC's defense plus Mick Cronin and the basketball team has a media availability today and we will react to it and give you my observations and my analysis of what was said heading into Thursday's game at home against Hofstra. Signing off for now. Appreciate you guys all being a part of the show. For Locked on Bruins, I'm Brian Fenley.